Guru Nation, welcome to episode 405 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I answer a listener question on how she, as an experienced CRA, can start her own CRO. And I take her down two, maybe 2.5 routes. And uh, I also, in the beginning, discuss how someone who has no experience in research should do this and which route they should take. So check that out. Hopefully you find something of value here. Check out all the links in the show notes, my Patreon channel. I'm really excited about what we're doing. We're helping people improve their business outcomes and their business brands by leveraging social media. I do weekly videos on there where we discuss how to improve your personal brand and your business brand. We also have a monthly mastermind group. It's only five bucks a month. Link in the show notes, patreon.com slash dancevera. Also in the show notes, check out the CRA Academy, the CRC Academy, the services for getting more studies for your site. You can text me about any of those, 949-415-6256. Let me know that you heard about this from episode 405. And also while you're texting, text the word guru to 31996. You can win prizes. I mean, we give away CRA Academy roster spots, CRC Academy roster spots, books. I'll only text like four times a year, so I'm not going to spam you. Guru to 31996. Enjoy the show on starting your own business, particularly a CRO. Take care. Welcome to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I uh, Anybody can text me, 949-415-6256. You can also email me, uh, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. You can also uh, text the word guru to 31996. You won't be disappointed. We give away CRA Academy scholarships. $4,000 value, CRC Academy scholarships, $3,000 value. You want to be on that email list on the blog, theclinicaltrailsguru.com, and you want to be on the VIP text list. So text the word guru, G-U-R-U, to 31996. So got a good question today from somebody who is a CRA, and they want to know how to start their own CRO. So I'm going to kind of explain how I did it. Um, you know, a lot of you have been following my story, no, but there's always new people, I understand, that come on and, you know, wonder how did you start a CRO. And first of all, let me preface this with if you are looking for big bucks, uh, CRO is not the way to go, at least initially, uh, until you have scale. The big bucks won't come until you get to scalability, which means you can do multiple projects uh, at the same time without you yourself necessarily being involved. So when you're starting out a CRO, the best way to start out is to bootstrap it. And the first question I asked this person was, "What what are you? Are you a CRA? Because they would want they want to start a CRO. And I have a lot of people asking me this that have no experience in research. And I always tell them the same thing. Hey, starting a CRO is really difficult. I would start a site first. Uh, 
and then transition into a CRO. But this person's already a CRA, so they can do one of the biggest tasks or, or one of the biggest aspects of what CROs do, which is monitor studies. Now, hopefully you can hear me if I leave the mic, drop the mic. I'm using a different ad set today. Uh, so if you are a CRA, you already know, and this person's been a CRA, let me, I'm not going to give away the company that they work for, but basically I am tired of working for the middleman, CRO. I wanna know what I can do to be the CRO. First of all, I thought of becoming a CRO is overwhelming. It is. But I know this, uh, this fact. If others can do it, so can I. How can I break into the industry? How can I get started? Do you start off with a few things and add to it as you get bigger? Yes. Uh, how can I get the contracts from pharmaceutical companies? So let me do what I can, okay? And this person said they have already told two friends that I am the coolest guy, and I have also referred some of to your CRA Academy. Thank you very much, I appreciate that. And two of them have taken the Academy and more to come. I appreciate this very much. So, okay, let me give you the scenario. So, there is the, how do I start a CRO for the inexperienced crowd, which is people that are not, they have no experience in clinical research. My advice to them would simply be, don't, don't do it. Start a site. Getting a site is much more practical, and it does put you one step closer towards starting your CRO if you want. Uh, I will go that route first, just briefly, and then I will go the route that I took, which, well, I kind of did both of these things, but the route that I'm on now with experience. So first, the inexperienced route, you have no idea uh, anything about research, but you want to start a CRO because maybe you see Ikevia stock price and you like, okay, I want to go IPO also. Or maybe you just hear from your monitoring friends, uh, you know, how big their company is. So it's, it's very attractive for you to, you know, to want to consider starting a CRO. Don't. Start the site first. First of all, the CRO space is way more competitive than the site space. Think about all the studies that are going on right now. There's probably 100,000 enrolling and not yet enrolling studies in the world. Each of those studies may not even need a CRO, okay? I would say about 80% of them do use one CRO for those studies. Now take those same studies, okay? 80% of those studies are multi-site studies, meaning multiple sites. Uh, I would say half of those studies are 20 sites or more. So it's a lot less competitive to be a research site than it is to be a CRO. I mean, it's just supply and demand, right? There's, there is less competition as a CRO, but there's only one that the sponsor is going to choose, if any. Sometimes they don't even choose any. Sometimes the sponsor just does the CRO work themselves in-house which is uh, actually increasingly more common since the 2016 GCP revisions. So if you are brand new to research, you want to go the site route first. So start a site, much more practical. You find a doctor. We have videos and webinars on how to start a site, but I'm gonna give you it in like a minute. 
You find a physician with a healthy private practice. You get them to agree to want to be your principal investigator. You start applying for studies from clinicaltrials.gov under that PICV and your new company name. And you start bringing in studies in that physician's office. Okay. Do this for a couple years. You're going to get to start going to conferences, start going to investigator meetings, start networking with different people at investigator meetings. You are eventually going to get to know people at the sponsor level who are not just in charge of selecting sites, but also of selecting CROs and vendors for their studies. So if you're now an established site, one route you can go is go the phase one route. So start a phase one clinic and start one maybe for healthy volunteers or at least first in human studies. And then now you're even one step closer to being a CRO because you're dealing with sponsors at the very early stages of their study. Obviously it's phase one. And oftentimes these sponsors would consider using your, you as a site and a CRO. I know many companies that use this model. They're the phase one site and the CRO, and they have a way of keeping the department separate so there's no conflict. Uh, so this is one route to go. Okay, that's, that's for the research naive route. Okay, now for this person who's been a CRA for I assume quite some time, you can also go that route of starting a site. I think it might actually be better than just going out and starting a CRO, going this exact same route I just outlined. The reason why I think it might be better is you don't need to quit your CRA job to go this route of starting a site and then working your way backwards to phase one and then getting to know some of these sponsors and people in charge of getting um, studies. An alternative route is put your CV, your resume, so tweak your resume and even if you're working for somebody right now, you're working for a big CRO, I'm assuming you're a W-2 employee, you want to start your own LLC on the side, just like it would be Dan Sfera LLC. I don't actually have that one, but your name, LLC. So now you are a company. So now on your CV, you want to put Dan Sfera LLC, or your name, LLC, and then from it's July, so July 2020 till present. And underneath that, you put independent contractor, uh, CRA specializing in clin ops. Because that's really, as a CRA, that's the only thing you know right now. So that's the only thing you could ethically advertise yourself as. And you put this CV out on LinkedIn. I know it's gonna be weird with your employee, your employer also maybe seeing it, so I don't know, you gotta figure out how you're gonna respond to that. Um, if they ask you, you can say, yeah, you know, I take on con uh, 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 consulting gigs on the side. I don't know if your contract restricts you from doing that. This is the route I would go. This is the route I actually went, even though I started sites. Um, I did put my CV out there because I was a contractor and I, I was a consultant and I started getting hired to do monitoring gigs. And then the more monitoring gigs I got as a contractor, the more I was attracting these smaller CROs and smaller biotechs to hire me for their projects. Usually it was to hire me to monitor, but then it evolved into, hey, can
can you also write a protocol? Can you design a study? Can you put us in touch with biostats? Do you have biostats? Can you put us in touch with EDC vendors? Uh, do you have these connections? So you want to start networking with a lot of people. So this is something I know you can do working for a big CRO is you can ask them if you can attend conferences and they'll usually pay for it. So maybe one or two conferences a year, although this year, you know, with COVID and all that, I don't think there are any conferences, but you can do a lot of virtual networking, which is not the same uh, in my opinion, but you can start networking. So when times get back to normal, start the, start networking again as at conferences. But basically you wanna learn as much as you can and meet as many people as possible uh, that have skills and competencies in areas of research that you don't. So if you're a CRA, you are pro and if you're an experienced CRA, you're probably really good at ClinOps. So everything from site selection to site initiation to monitoring the source documents to looking at the regulatory to uh, closing out sites to doing IP accountability all the monitoring stuff and lead monitoring stuff and probably even project management stuff you can do all right now there's a lot more to being a CRO than just that but when if you're starting out you can start out just offering those services and then partnering with another CRO maybe mine uh, but there's others out there too that do have expertise in biostats you know, biostats is a huge one. Every single CRO project that I bid for, they ask, do you have biostats? Do you have EDC vendors? Do you have sites ready to go? Thankfully, my CRO specializes in bringing up research naive sites into our network. And then now we have established experienced sites in our network. Uh, so we can get feasibility questionnaires done quickly. You're probably not gonna have that as a CRA, so you better start networking like crazy on LinkedIn. You better start working on your personal brand. Don't ignore me when I'm telling you to start working on your personal brand online. Yes, you, I know you wanna start a business, that's good. You can, you can start your business brand as well, or better yet, you and your business brand could be the same thing. I have a Patreon channel set up just for this. It's five bucks a month. I do weekly video tips. Matter of fact, after this podcast, I'm gonna go film a two to five minute Patreon because I give weekly tips on how to build your brand and leverage social media like crazy so you could get noticed, so you could get attention, so you could get leads. You wanna to get to the point where you get so many leads coming to you that you're actually happy when people say no. Because that's the, that's the point I'm at right now. When CRA, potential CRA Academy students tell me that they don't want to do the class, you know, I'm okay with that because that's one less phone call I need to do. So I have the leads, I have the pipeline full. Uh, with, with the CRO, I don't have the pipeline as full, but I am getting tons of boutique sponsors and CROs at least being interested in how do we do this, how do we design this study, uh, you know, what do we need to do? So you, you, you got to get experience in all this stuff, but you also at the same time have to present yourself and your brand to the community, to the life sciences community. So you've got to be on LinkedIn. You've got to be posting regularly videos. You should have a podcast. 
you should have a YouTube channel, you should write articles on LinkedIn, you should have a blog and a attached to your website, all this stuff. So that's a shameless plug for my Patreon channel. The patrons there are doing big things. We have monthly masterminds as well. It's just five bucks a month. That's it. Five bucks a month. You get weekly videos on branding because I don't want to put those videos on YouTube or the podcast because they're more business oriented. And you get the monthly mastermind where me and everyone else meet virtually and we discuss what we're working on and strategies and tools and things like that. So shameless plug, check that out. But you got to work on your brand. At the same time, you've got to network with people who know other things. And this is how you're going to attract them, right? By setting up your brand. Hey, I want to interview you. You're a biostatistician. I want to interview you. They're all going to say yes because they want to increase their clout and their brand. Hopefully, you refer them to Patreon as well. And then slowly, you're starting to build a network. You're starting to network. So now you're filling in the missing pieces that you don't have. Remember, as a CRA, you probably already have ClinOps down. So lead CRA, regular CRA, in-house CRA, finding sites, activating sites, study startup, all that stuff you have. You may not have contracts and budgets, but you can network. You know, this is where actually my company, DSCS, we're really good at this. So we can help you out with that as well. There's people on there. There's people out there on LinkedIn that specialize in and are dying to meet you, but they just don't know you because you don't have a brand. So you need to do that. You need a network. You need to learn what you can't do. So I've already identified things that you can't do. Budgets and contracts, you're going to need help with that. You're going to need to learn how to do um, how to do bid defenses. So when a sponsor gives you, when a sponsor is interested in you as a CRO, now if you have your brand, okay, if you have enough brand equity, they're not even going to send you an RFP. They're just going to say, we're going to use your company because we like you and because we, we want to work with you because you're boutique and we're boutique as well. So your first clients are probably gonna be small biotechs, maybe even investigator-initiated studies. I'm doing two of three of those right now, investigator-initiated studies. Uh, two of them are multi-center, one is not. But you know what? They're in, one of them is in collaboration with a big sponsor, and the results of that study look promising. So we're probably gonna do a big phase two study, and guess who's gonna be the CRO for that? You know, so that's years in the making, by the way. So I started out boutique with doing what I know. And then I brought in people like biostatisticians, like data management. Um, luckily, I already knew contract and budget. And then I had relationships with all the vendors. And you need to start doing this yourself, too. Going to conferences, whether virtually or in person, when they open back up. And then I can't say it enough, build your personal brand work on your personal brand it is everything it's going to be everything to you it's going to be the foundation so that's how you start you start small you start by putting your cv out there you actually start by getting in business for yourself first so you can go the route of owning a site like i said or you can go the route of putting yourself out there as a contractor and so your name comma llc you're now open for business as an independent contractor doing clinops and you could list all the stuff i said startup site selection regulatory 
intern monitoring visits, all the everything you do, everything that I know you're not going to have problems doing. Now, once you start getting a project for that, okay, you're going to get you're going to start getting called on by small CROs and small biotechs or medical device companies or small sponsors. Any time you get contacted by a big CRO, you're probably not going to want that contract because you already have a position, even though you'll probably get paid more as a contractor. So you still might want to take it because you're going to be getting paid more, but you're probably not looking for that because they're not looking to hire you to collaborate with you, right? You really want those small companies, whether they're CROs like mine or uh, small sponsors that are looking for people just like you because they can't afford Ikevia, you know? They can't, they can't afford these big CROs but they still need help because they don't even know the first thing about monitoring. They don't know the first thing about a monitoring report. They may not even really know that much about GCP and how it pertains to monitoring and, and running a study. So you have that. So you, you want to attract those gigs, even if they're just contracts. You want to start taking those on, then start doing a good job for them, and then you, you they'll they'll let you know if they like you what they need help with hey we have future study do you want to do this and then you could start building a relationship with them i actually did this a few times until i started getting uh cro work right which cro work is different from monitoring contracts but not that much different right so cro work entails everything from even protocol design, study design, protocol writing. So we have medical writers now that thankfully can write a protocol because though I've done a synopsis, Chris and myself have done a synopsis. And I mean, it's definitely challenging. The next phase of my career, I need to learn more about study design and things like that, uh, biostats. And although I, I don't want to be a biostatistician, I'd rather hire them and they are expensive. But I'd rather hire them because the sponsor is going to pay for it. But I do want to learn more about study design and writing protocols and things like that. So you're going to need to start networking with these people. And then you're going to need to, the vendors will come to you. But what you want to do is get on a good relationship with the vendors, which again is why your personal brand is important. If you start a little video thing or a little question and answer thing on LinkedIn, I mean LinkedIn and Facebook really is where you want to be for this kind of stuff. So don't ignore your personal brand. That's the route I would go. Start small. Start with what you know. Let it grow organically. Okay, you're still going to get paid for it. You're probably going to get paid more being a contractor than being a W-2 employee. I guarantee you, if you've been a CRA for five or more years, you put your CV out there, People are going to come at you because you're a contractor. And so you can start building a relationship with these small sponsors. And guess what happens with small sponsors? Some of them become big sponsors. And you can grow with them and build your CRO as you're growing and as you're building your personal brand. Don't ignore that part. Uh, and that's how I did it. That's how I am still doing it. And that's how I think you should be doing it. Either going that route or going the site route, or maybe both. You can maybe do both routes too. Uh, I don't know which one's better. I think it depends on the individual. I think for me, it's hard to say because I started at the site 
and site level and I never really I'm still not out of the site world I mean I have the site network so that's now part of our CRO that's part of our um, competitive advantage is having this growing site network and also obviously the guru brand and all that is now part of our competitive advantage but basically choose one of those routes or do both or do a little combination of the two and make it appropriate for yourself I don't know much about your employment agreement with your CRO but I know that many people would want to have you if if they were to get upset uh, and I know the contract route is a uh, much better pay and you can kind of work on your own terms and it puts you one step closer to the CRO route and never stop learning so Learn study design and learn biostats and learn how to network with people and learn how to build your personal brand and just start talking to more people about clinical research, especially smaller sponsors, especially smaller CROs. You can start collaborating with them. Our first project as a CRO, we white labeled another CRO's work. So sometimes you'll get like these mid-sized CROs that get so many projects but they're not fully scalable yet. Like they're not scaled to the point where, like especially when they're these cheap projects that they don't really want. So they're not gonna put their best CRAs on that project. What they will do is they will white label to an even smaller CRO like mine. This is how I got started. And so what white labeling means is they're, they're the CRO to the sponsor and then they outsource the work to us you know, the work that we're comfortable doing at that time, it was just clean ops, like I mentioned. And then, but the, you know, everything's done under their brand. So we're just working, but we're not really known by anyone. Even the sites know us as just contractors for the actual CRO. But you can get started that way because then you'll start learning the process and you'll start seeing their SOPs and learning how you could develop your own SOPs. Maybe you can even see their bid defenses. Uh, but you wanna to get to the point where you don't need a bid defense because the sponsor likes you so much they're just gonna to wanna to work with you because you're exactly who they want. So this is how I did it. This is how I'm still doing it. And how these two ways or any combination of are the ways that you can do it as well. Hopefully that helps answer your question. Hopefully I see more of you guys on my Patreon channel as I'm growing that this year. And hopefully this helps. Let me know and I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, and also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.